it's much more difficult to practice the Dhamma when we're sick. But sickness is part of the human condition. And when things are difficult, uh, it's possible to also practice in those conditions. If you grasp too much for health, um, yeah, there, there, there might be suffering and repercussions as a result of that. But it's important to try to make peace with the conditions and, of course, hope for the best, work for the best, but look more for the mind to be healthy because the body is impermanent and we, we have to make peace with that. That um, as we get older, we get sick, we lose functioning, we lose our strength, we lose our faculties little by little, and that's, that's nature. There's really nothing we can do about that. In the end, you might be well now, and later we want to be well, but sickness is just part of the formula of human life. So naturally we, we want to be well, but we have to make peace with what the condition of the body is and take the medicine and take the healing that's available. But then if it doesn't work, there's only so much health that you can squeeze out of a body before it follows its karmic predicament. Whatever we're born with, each of us has a different level of health and a different predicament of um, different balance of health and sickness. But in the end, the health of the mind is what will free us. That's the most important health. I've been in situations with people who are in a state of real decay or at the verge of death, but their minds are free. Their minds are at peace. They have no fear of that. And ultimately, our sickness brings up in us the fear of losing, the fear of loss of functioning, the fear of loss of life, which is our very instinctive and it's powerful. But if we develop the power of the mind to break out of the shell of ignorance, then we will overcome that fear. And that is to be fearless in the face of that kind of death. That's... Um, quite it's astounding that is that would be amazing and that's what the buddha is trying to teach us to look to care for the mind to care for the the health of the mind to bring the mind to peace unconditionally regardless of what kind of health we have or don't have look at terry fox i like to come back to terry fox from time to time such an inspiring young man. In the middle of his cancer, he was running on one foot across Canada to raise money for other people who might have the cancer he had so they wouldn't have to suffer what he suffered. This takes so much courage, but we can do much more than we think we can. And following this Dhamma and discipline and Fathoming, understanding the truth of our nature is a way of releasing us from our ideas about and our, our feeling of our rights to 
to be healthy or to get health when you know that actually has nothing to do with our ability to free the heart from the pain of losing everything even the even life if you're dealing with someone who refuses uh, to wear a mask and is, is quite aggressive about it, they have some deep attachment to their own issues that makes them unwilling to wear a mask. We can't, you know, give them a full, have a whole discussion about, about enlightenment and compassion with them right there in aisle five of the supermarket. How do you deal with that person? Because what, what comes up, of course, is anger, you know, is, is fear and all those things that come up in us. But on the other hand, it's valid because we feel the need to protect not just ourselves, but in some cases more other people, you know. It's true. But we can't control other people. And, um, well, like people walk around with knives. We had recently, there was a murder in Carlton Place and we were told there, we had this message uh, emergency message on the phones that there was this man walking around with a knife and he was he just committed a murder and he was uh, loose, you know, so to speak. And we started having images of him coming up our driveway, wondering what should we do? And, and I thought, well, maybe I could invite him for a cup of tea. Of course, I couldn't tell him to put on a mask, but... <laughs> There is always going to be this element of human beings. The world is like this. It's full of people that are really ignorant, really unrestrained, really out of control. And the human condition is that then we're in danger because of them. And so now there's a different kind of danger. It may not be a knife, but it's someone who will not wear a mask. It's, it's also, it's like germs being tossed around unnecessarily and it's one of the new types of danger in in the world anger is adding the mental arrow on top of the pain of having to deal with that person it's adding another dimension of suffering to the situation i think it was a day ago somebody killed another person in the store because they were being told not to wear a mask. This is just really uh, an insanity. And anger doesn't resolve. Anger doesn't free us from the suffering of, of this realm. It, it entangles us more. It, it poisons us. It's a kind of a germ. But if we can bring our minds to a quality of peace around those conditions and try to protect ourselves as best we can, then we might have the chance to develop compassion for that person because karmically, they're gonna be hit at some point. But it's not within our domain to punish or control them or anything like that. We do the best we can and then try to accept we, we don't have a gate with a lock. Anybody can come up the drive. And in fact, the car did come up 
that very day that we didn't know. And the, it had dark glass on the windows and I thought, oh, I wonder if this is the knife man. I didn't know what to do. I just thought, well, I'll just go up and say hello. What could I do if somebody got out of the car and pulled a knife at me? May I die with peace in my heart because the mental element is what's going to direct our next rebirth. It's not the condition of the body. So if I can die with a peaceful heart, a compassionate heart, I'll be in a much better shape than if I die trying to hurt somebody or in a violent way. Thank you.